0: Welcome to the Divine Play Podcast,
1: a practical guide
0: to living with joy. Welcome to the Divine Play Podcast, a practical guide to living with joy. I am Shannon Morrison, and I'm Marilina Lee and we are here with the beautiful Lucy Bird Hope. She is a holistic guide, a spiritualist, an entrepreneur who received her BA in psychology from the University of Texas at Austin. Lucy built onto this foundation by learning cognitive behavioral somatic and exist oh my goodness, existential psychology as well as alternative medicine. She initially became certified in mindfulness-based stress reduction at Duke Furthered her education in holistic medicine, Lucy received her Reiki Level 1, Level 2, and Master Certifications. She has also received her First and Second Level Shamanic Mastery Certifications. As an entrepreneur, Lucy has successfully started multiple businesses. Currently, she operates Lucid Lotus, an energy wellness company, and Holism, a healthy plant and fruit-based beverage company focused on bringing nutritional function and awareness to her consumers. This is beautiful. And it is so amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. 1st sure.
2: We're excited to have you. Honored to be here. I'm really excited. Yeah.
1: So Lucy, can you give us like outside the bio, right? Like we, we heard your official bio. But like outside the bar, outside, I can't, I want to be outside. It's very hot in my house right now. Apparently I'm having unconscious things coming through, but outside of your bio, um, who are you? Who is Lucy? What makes you tick? And why are you here? Wow.
2: Well, thank you for the beautiful introduction and, and again for having me. And yeah, so Lucy, who is Lucy? Lucy is someone who loves to uplift herself and others. Um, I am someone who loves spreading well-being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I love being aligned with my highest self and helping others align with their highest self, and I love just co-creating in this fascinating school of life that we're
1: all in. Um, I love that so much. And so I'm curious, I'm curious what joy means to you. Like what what is joy for you and what is the opposite of joy for you? Both mm-hmm. sides of the coin. Joy for me is seeing
2: the positive aspects of life. So I've heard before that in every particle of life there's wanted and unwanted. So joy for me is really tapping into that wanted, tapping into the glass half full, tapping into the silver linings, tapping into the purpose in the pain, just tapping into the rockets of desire that are launched from contrast, just always turning whenever possible, honoring my feelings and my experience. And then reorienting, reorienting with my my high self that's always in tune with the positive side. And that's where I find joy to be. Yeah, on that, on that positive side that's always
1: available to me. And so to follow up to that, what is the opposite of joy for you? And how do you know that that's where you're sitting? Ah, so that for me is
2: misalignment. And I feel that when I'm in fight or flight. I feel that when my palms are sweating, my heart's shaking, I'm trembling, and for no reason. There, there, there isn't a, a real reason there. I'm just causing my, myself this misalignment. Um, it is a visceral feeling, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. I, I really highlight Learning my triggers and when I'm out of alignment, recognizing it, pausing, taking a breath and getting back in, in alignment where that joy is.
0: Nice. I love that I you can... just literally took a breath. You're like, <laughs> like, I don't know if you're going to hear that, like when's it listening, but we could physically like, I was like, oh yeah, she just took a breath. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing took like a full breath. Yes. Oh my gosh. So going on that, I love this. I love that there is a, there is a duality, right? There is the opposite. And, um, where we, we get curious and we find a way to look for joy or, um, what they say a lot of times is whatever you, whatever you're consciously thinking about, you can visually see ever like if you just color the yellow, you'll find yellow everywhere. Um, and so if you just pivot that, right? That pivot, that thought you get out of that fight or flight. Um, so what a lot of us here, um, listening and, and I have experienced fight or flight a lot. So what are the barriers or what do you think, um, happens for you or your, for your clients to get them, um, into this misalignment, not creating joy. We're just talking about the hard stuff too, a little bit. Or what do you, what do you, what have you experienced your barriers to be, um, in that other side of the coin?
2: Yeah, what a great question. So, for me, I found that it's almost the discord between society and technology today and everything that we have going on and our evolutionary systems. So, fight or flight is an evolutionary reaction to danger. And it kept us alive as a species for a long time. It made it so that when we saw a bear, we would actually see a bear and we would really need to run away to save our lives. And so when we would see that bear, our fight or flight would go on. Fight meaning either fight the bear or flight meaning run away. Basically, it shuts down our prefrontal cortex. So that rational thought, that more time we would take to make a decision, it's just cut off so that we can survive. And at a a time that served us, obviously, there were bears. That was more of a thing that we dealt with. I mean, there are still bears, but... Today, what's happened is it's almost like we view bears constantly. So, as someone that deals with anxiety, for me, even though I speak all the time, when before I join, I feel like there's a bear, my fight or flight can get triggered. And what it is, is it's just emotions and thoughts that now my body is thinking are danger. So it's nothing really that's happening and I really don't need my fight or flight triggered. It's not really serving me. So I take a breath and I realign because I know this happens every time and I do my grounding techniques and I call in my parasympathetic nervous system and I get back to a grounded place where that prefrontal cortex is abled and I can channel and am channeling my highest self and, and so on. But basically I say all of that to say it is something that I feel like we're in a transition period as a species of maybe it not serving us in the same way it has before. But the problem is in transition periods, there can be discomfort. So maybe we are kind of the timeline that has to work with that discomfort. And I experienced that a lot myself
1: so i'm really curious um you know and just kind of familiarizing myself with your practice and all of the incredible tools you have it seems like you have so many doorways to healing that you're able to share with people. And I I really relate to a lot of the things that you're talking about. This is, I'm a huge body nerd. I'm a huge brain nerd, huge neuroscience nerd. And one of the things I wanted to touch on is, you know, in your bio, it talks about how you've got your shamanic mastery level one and two. And, you know, I'm a shamanic arts practitioner. I'm a medicine carrier. And it's, it's such a huge part of my practice is working with people in those realms. And I think for a lot of people out there listening, this term shamanic healing is really foreign. People don't know what it is. Um, and, and they may have some ideas about what that means, uh, that aren't actually rooted in the truth of this type of healing that we practice. And so I was wondering if you would tell me a little bit about like what, um, shamanic healing means to you and how do you apply it to your daily life to, you know, move through your life a little bit more in that place of peace and less in that fight or flight.
2: Yeah. So, I've found shamanic healing to be so different for, and, and so for so many different people, they have different experiences with that. So I just wanted to highlight, I'll share my experience. Um, But I have heard so many different ones. For me, I um, studied under Jemai Merk, who is a shaman that I met and I was called to work with. And in his first level, basically what we did was self-discovery. So he said, we're going to take all the pieces of you out and put them like on a plate so you can sift and sort which ones that you want to keep and then which ones you want to leave behind. And that was a very cathartic experience. There was a lot of pain. I mean, we were bringing up all of me so that it could be transmuted and then keep what I wanted. And that meant facing the pain. It was a very, very, um, very deep process. And then for me, my level two was learning techniques. So I learned a lot of different breathing techniques and things that I could use with clients. And two of the biggest things I'd say I learned between the two levels were, um, so basically that we have all these selves, we have a professional self, we have a child self, we have a mother self, we have a silly self, we have a nurturing self, we have infinity number of selves, really. And so I was encouraged in my shamanic series to start getting in touch with my different selves. And then be able to nurture and take care of each one and call forth different ones as needed throughout my life and my experience. So that's one way I use it during the day. And I think it's such a neat practice that really anyone can tap into just as a form of self-discovery. And the other was this was where I was taught the different bodies that now are a huge focus of my life and, and every day. So before my shamanic um, studies, I really thought of myself as Lucy. And when, if I felt bad, then I would try to figure it out and feel better. But in my shamanic series, I learned that I am a physical, I have a physical body. I have a mental body. I have an emotional body and I have a spiritual body and they each have different hygiene that they need and they each have different alarm systems and ways of telling me that they're hurting or they need to be better. So once I was able to identify these different bodies and then now on a daily practice, I work on aligning them one by one and it can be a better way to just feel aligned overall.
1: That's such a great explanation. And I think it's also really powerful to like have this understanding of the different bodies that we have, because they do all need to be fed and nurtured and loved and embraced in different ways. And none of them is really more important than another one. I think a lot of times people think like, Oh, it has to be all about what's happening in my consciousness. My body's not really all that important, but like our body is hugely important because if the physical body's not healthy then it's really hard to like get deep into your consciousness because you're just trying to worry about making sure you can digest your food and like you're feeling terrible all the time. And so I think really taking all of those bodies into consideration is is a wonderful place to start. And I know that we learned about this in so many of my different areas of study. And even in like, you know, the Vedic traditions, you know, we're looking at the the koshas, like all of the different layers and it's, it's mirrored. These are universal truths that are mirrored throughout so many different traditions and spiritual paths and philosophies. And so, yeah, thanks. That's a fantastic place to start. I think for a lot of people, beautiful.
0: Absolutely. And just as just kind of interesting to hear me say the different selves, like I get to put this into practice. This is, it was kind of like an aha moment um, for me in the last nine months. I like nine months ago, like I was, I was declaring like massive growth in my business, what I was going to do, what we were going to create, um, in this umbrella. And I got so much breakdown. I received a massive amount of breakdown. And so my mentor is also an ancestral healing coach. And she was like, Shannon, What I feel like you get to do is your communication is off. Like you are not in communicating with all of you. And so all those aspects, and we didn't break it down into like all those different cells. We really were talking about uh, my emotional self and my physical self were not in alignment and not communicating effectively. And so like, I really powered through and I really was like, okay, emotional self and physical self, we get to feed both of these. Um, and enhance this communication so that I would not continue to have breakdown like I was like literally breakdown, like broke my ankle (laughs) severely, like just injuries to my body because my emotional state was like in fight or flight. Like my emotional state was like, Oh sister, this is so outside your comfort zone. I don't think we should do this. And so I really think that this, this, you just bring something to light. For so, many, for so many different reasons for me personally. And I know that our audience is going to feel the same way. Um, we always get pushback. And especially that fight or flight, I think when we're really trying to, not really trying, when we're working on new things, um, if it's a new day uh, or going to a conference, we're going to speak um, on a stage or a summit or even a new relationship, we get that, like, I don't even know, um, right? That fight or flight comes up. And if we have the tools to just really calm down um, ourselves, (laughs) then I feel like we can do, um, it makes everything possible. And you can be aligned with joy instead of scarcity and victim and um, go the other way or just run going forward. You'll be able to go forward instead of running backwards. So that is beautiful. Thank you so much for that description. Anything come up from that?
2: Yeah well, I'm just I'm so appreciative that it resonates with you so much and you make me think a couple of things which is when you're going through all that stuff um, I I I hear you in that that can be so hard like to have kind of a breakdown I've heard a quote that we have like breakdowns to have breakthroughs that it's a, a releasing of energy it's a catharsis and that's what happened to me on my journey I About uh, four years ago, maybe now, I went through a lot of pain and trauma, and that darkness and pain was what led me to seek alternative healing that led me to find Reiki, which led me to be a Reiki practitioner. And that darkness is what I was waking up with every day that led me to find tools and tips that I would write down and keep track of. And then I self-bound those into a book for myself, and that's my book that just was published this year. So it is. My pain has been a direct part of my purpose, and my breakdowns have been 100% my breakthroughs. And it doesn't mean that they were comfortable, and it doesn't mean that they were fun, um, and it, it doesn't mean that they weren't really hard. But they are the reason that I'm here today on this mm-hmm. show. I mean, it's
1: it's all um, it's all a part of my path. Yeah. And I think it's so important for people to understand that those rock bottoms, right? Those rock bottoms, like you said, um, in the in the words of, of the great Abraham Hicks, right? Contrast. I heard that in there and I was like, oh, she's an Abraham person. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's like contrast that like experiencing something where you're like, oh, this does not feel good. This doesn't feel right. I'm not vibing with this. You know, we have two options when that happens. We can We can get mired in our suffering or we can go, oh, I want something different than what this is. And we can use that contrast to become really aware of how we want it to be instead. And I think, you know, those rockets of desire, without contrast, we wouldn't see them. We would just become stagnant. We wouldn't go anywhere. We wouldn't change. We wouldn't grow. And it's one of those things I always tell, like the people that I get to work with, right? My kids, you know, my friends, like everybody in my life. They hate this term I have called the afgo. and it's another freaking growth opportunity, right? And they are always going to come. And if you think they're going to stop and you're just never going to be having contrast and you're never going to be launching other rockets of desire, you are going to be extremely frustrated. And so I'm curious because in my own healing journey, um, especially like through through shamanic healing, working through my victim consciousness, all of those things, I remember stomping my feet and throwing temper tantrums more times than I could count being like, I just want to be done. I just want to be done. When do I get to be done? Why am I here again? Why am I here again? And I'm curious if that was a part of your journey at all. And if so, how did you find your way through that part of it?
2: Yes. Well, that has been a huge part of my journey. (laughs) I just, I laugh at the, at the, at the similarity of experiences you know there's comfort in that it's 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 a hard and dark experience i mean basically i experienced it when i was suicidal from all this pain i was going through um and i just didn't i just didn't want to do this it was just too painful i i just couldn't take the pain and so i would say things like don't ever send me back here I don't want to be here. Like I'm never coming back to earth, you know, (laughs) I, um, I don't want to do this. And so I, I feel like part of my journey was experiencing that because as we were talking about with contrast, the deeper, the contrast, the deeper, the, the higher, the rocket of desire that's launched, the more beautiful, the fireworks, it's just about turning in that direction that's the choice that we have with all contrast there's the problem and then it's how quickly can we turn in the direction of the solution and over time i really have just through enjoying the feeling of turning towards that rocket of desire i've been working on training myself to to do that immediately one of my favorite new games i've been playing the past couple of weeks is when contrast comes up, I am—I um, immediately really, like a habit I'm building, I say, I wonder what my rewards will be. Like, I wonder what the rocket of desire that will be launched that I will, of course, line up with and that I will receive a manifestation of something really cool that's basically the opposite of whatever this problem was with. So... I'm just training myself to have that response and it's a
1: fun game to play. (laughs) What I am hearing is almost like a Pavlovian response that you're conditioning in yourself that when things are difficult, that means you're about to eat something delicious, right? Which is your growth and your expansion. So instead of our mouth salivating at the sound of a bell, it's like, ooh, this is a challenge. This is difficult. This feels very uncomfortable. I wonder what I'm going to receive. Like, what do I get? Ooh, it's going to be exciting. And like, I feel like that perception can change your entire approach to life because then challenges don't have to be scary. They get to be like showing up to get like, like something from the candy store, you know? And, oh, that's good. I'm I'm going to borrow that oh one. Oh my gosh. I'm going to borrow the good you know, stuff.
2: I'm just freaking out over here because that is exactly, so I'm a psychology major and that is exactly what I've been doing. It, that's what I've been telling myself. Those words you use, training myself to have a p- Pavlovian, Pavlovian response to triggers where they are positive. I've been, I've studied a concept that We have a negativity bias as a species and so it's basically our brains have been hardwired to ponder negative things more often if something negative happens we think about it more it has a greater impact on our brain all these scientific things they've shown. And so evolutionarily that helped us survive as a species just like fight or flight. But it hit me one day. I was like, okay, well, we're evolving, and my cells always listen to what I tell them. So I'm just going to start saying the mantra I have a positivity bias and see if maybe my brain starts changing. And maybe that's get better in
1: our species over time. You know, might as well start now.
0: <laughs> so, Shannon energy, that's amazing.
1: Shannon, I don't know if this is pinging for you, but this negativity bias is literally the whole reason we started this podcast, because we're like, we're like, no, the world is not a negative place. Like we have a positivity bias and we want to help other people have a positivity bias. And I had never put that word to it until just now because of you. So thank you for that term. And like, right, Shannon. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So like, um, belief in possibility is, or positivity is in my, um, top five strengths. And so, um, I feel like this is resonates with, with some of us more. Like I truly a hundred percent know and feel into if I would not have been in the hellish moments in complete, utter unjoy, like, right. Sadness, depression, all that stuff. I would never be able to have this. Ama- I thought about orgasm, but amazing high level, like you said, the fireworks, like amazing joy or love or perception. Right. So I feel like there has to be that, that, that other half, right. I feel like you're, what you're saying is your message, your message, but it's really like you are training your brain that like, and I love that you're training your brain to see through all of the breakdown. And and I love the candy store analogy, Marilena, like, oh my gosh. Like, um, But everything happens for a reason. There is a reason underneath every breakdown and it is to create a breakthrough because we're learning. And it's like another layer of the healing, whether you think you get to heal or not, it is another layer of healing every single time a breakdown happens, right? And so like when Marilena and I met at my last summit, like I had a summit in December, And um, a summit later, and I was like, I would, they were like, you broke your ankle, you can cancel this. I was like, what, there was not even a thought process to cancel what I was creating, because you organize these humans, first of all, you organize these humans to meet you a one day, all day long, you can't, it's really a challenge to do that. And I was like, no, like, this is a breakdown I get to learn, but like so much has happened because of that breakdown. I learned so much. And for me, um, sitting in that discomfort, because it wasn't very fun at some points, it was like, okay, so what is underneath this? What am I here to learn? And it was holding me down, slowing me down so that I could focus. And it was really about surrendering to receiving. And that was what my lesson was. And man, did I learn a lot of receiving and what it was to be patient, um, which is not in my lineage. Patience <laughs> is not a virtue that I was gifted. It is like, get shit done right this second. There is no patience. And if, you know, the world's going to crumble, you know, if you if you don't do it right this second. And so um, I learned a lot. And so I just feel like every single breakdown is absolutely a breakthrough um, for everybody around you because it completely changed my way of being. Um, and it's not the only thing that has happened in the last nine months. That is just one thing. Um, so I love this. I love this perception um, because it is a filter of how we do life. And um, our our sadness doesn't have to be the end all. And you created something beautiful and you've created joy for yourself. You've written a book. Tell us about this book. I really want to know more about um, what you are creating and what the heart was to put this down on paper for you.
2: Um, yeah. Well, so this is my book. It's daily alignment and it's basically a compilation of tools to balance your body, mind, and spirit. It's a bunch of different ways to feel better. <laughs> and so i shared a little bit about it before, but basically I never set out to write a book. I just was going through a really painful time. And I would wake up every morning feeling awful. And whether it's from a friend or a book I was reading or one of many therapists, I would have a tool or tip that would have me feeling better by the end of the day, I'd be doing okay. And then the next morning I would wake up feeling awful and I couldn't understand what was happening. And so I started to circumvent this. I started writing the tools or tips I would learn down on a piece of paper. And I would put that piece of paper right by my bed. And the moment I woke up, I would read from that paper and replace all my automatic negative thoughts and with that, that tip that had served me. And so I started feeling better and I kept track of more and more tips and it became pages on pages and I self bound it into a book for myself and some friends and family noticed I was doing a bit better and they asked what spawned it and I shared with them I'd written this book, and I was encouraged to publish it, and, and this year it was published. So it is really, my, um, it is really close to my heart because it, I wrote it to myself. I mean, it just is everything that I told myself, my notes for a couple of years as I went through the most painful experience in my life, and it's how I got myself out of it. And I, I mean, I read it every morning. Still, I it's how I keep myself aligned. And so it's just really near and dear to my heart. And I'm excited that it is from the feedback I've gotten uplifting those that read it. And so that just makes it all, all the better.
0: Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I have something written in my notes that I would love to just touch on a little bit, because I know that we check a lot of boxes in our life. And as we, we grow up from a kid, we're, we're put in this position of like, we get to do what generations above us in our family do. And that is what's expected. And we just kind of conform um, to doing what we think we should given somebody else's advice. And I had written down here, um, corporate divorce, change your identity. Um, can you just speak on that? Because um, I think it was a beautiful Um, a beautiful moment because you got to relook at things a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah, a corporate divorce was what spawned or created the pain, the painful situation that, and the trauma that I went through that led to all this beauty in my life. And it really, what it led me to was a complete loss of identity. I no longer had the same job. What I thought was my life purpose, I no longer was doing Um, what I thought was the way I viewed the world was ripped from me, like the way friends that I had, the romantic relationship that I had, um, a member of my family, it was all just boom. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't have that identity anymore. And so as painful as it was, it was almost like the Phoenix the transition where I had a total death and a total rebirth. I literally feel like I was born. I started my life four years ago. I, I mean, I totally started over. I have an entirely new life in every single category. And what it led me to realize was that I'm not, something. I'm someone. My identity and who I am is not linked to how perfect I am or the what I produce or how pleasing I am to other people and how happy they are with me. It's not about any of that. It's not about proving myself to anyone. I am the proof and I was proven when I was created. My mentor told me that quote, and it's always stuck with me, the, sh- the shaman I studied under, and it's basically just about living as you're aligned with your authentic self. It's being who you are at the core, removed of the values or whatever you might have learned from society. And it's just aligning with your own values and what works for you. And it's just shedding yourself of everything that's not truly who you are, and then allowing your light to shine and just being so supporting And finding yourself so worthy and whole and being so accepting and supporting of yourself that you don't need anyone else to validate you. You can validate yourself from within. And I believe that the stripping of my identity was what led me to be able to to feel like I was someone and not something because my something was taken from me. So I had to find the someone within. I think that's
0: Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Yes. And I think it's such a big question. So many people have is like, who am I without my kids? Who am I without my job? Who am I without my husband or my wife? Who am I without work? Right. And it's like all of these things that we identify with, um, they're, they're, they're really just distraction, right? They're just, they're just distraction. They're part of the Maya, the illusion, that gets in the way of the true nature of who and what we are. And, you know, there was something you said about how you were created. Can you repeat that? Do you remember what you said? Yeah. What you said?
2: yeah, yeah. So this is um, uh, the the shaman I studied under. This is his quote. So I just want to give him the respect that is his words. So he said, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You are the proof. You were proven when you were
1: created. You were proven when you were created. So I don't know about you, but I'm a Course in Miracles um, student um, and it's a big part of my work, Um, but there is a workbook for students and I literally just opened it right before we hopped on your recording today and I was talking to Shannon about it and lesson number 67 from A Course in Miracles, if anybody wants to check it out, is love created me like itself. Love created me like itself, and and what your teacher said, his beautiful words. Uh, I want to write them down and put them on my altar, but his beautiful words, um, they resonate so much with that for me. Mm-hmm. Is it's like love created us as a perfect reflection of itself. That was the whole point, right? And so, I really appreciate personally this message of like, I am the proof because I woke up today with imposter syndrome. You know, like, who am I? What am I? Like looking at your beautiful website, right? You know, it's like, I was like, oh, her website's so beautiful. Her website's so amazing. Mine isn't that good. Ooh, why is it mine that good? Why didn't I write a book? And it's so beautiful because I am the proof. Like personally, I'm taking that with me today. I am the proof. I don't have to do anything other than just be myself because I am enough. And oh, thank you, just as a personal Personal moment. Like, thank you so much. Wow.
2: Oh, that means so much. I received that. I, wow, that really means so much. That's, that's a beautiful way of seeing it. I totally agree. Because love is the language of the universe. Right. Love, love
1: is, it's all love. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Hosh, hosh. Thank you so much for being here today. Like, you made my day. I already feel better. Thanks for being a reflection of what's inside me. I appreciate that. Back at you. I mean,
2: back at you. We are co-creating at its finest. <laughs> That's
0: right. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. I love. I love this conversation because I feel like um, so many people are like, "Well, I haven't, they must be having a midlife crisis because they just changed everything." And I and I know that um, we. So many of us um, change a lot in our lives. Like, if I wouldn't have changed, like. 10 years ago, I changed everything. I changed my job. I painted my house. I I completely shifted what I was creating, not as much as you because I was not in corporate. Like it's just so different, right? I got a divorce though. I got a divorce. I changed everything. I completely changed my position um, where I was working and I would not have created what I've created since then. Like I wouldn't have met my now husband had I not done that. Um, so, so many things happen when you just unveil yourself, take that da- down some of that armor, take down what, what I hear you saying is just like, just get naked with it <laughs> and like have this rebirth and create what you want to freaking create. Like, like if you're sitting in frustration, you're sitting in overwhelm, you're sitting in like this muck of like, oh my gosh, I have to get up another day and do the same shit, like maybe we get to just unveil that negative or unveil what you are doing right now and recreate tomorrow. Like it's, it's, it's a process. What I hear you saying also is a process. And it was for me, didn't all happen one day, but I just feel like life is freaking short and you get to be intentional on how you create joy. And you do not get, you don't have to live in frustration. And the opposite of living in frustration is, possibility like what's possible for you and I feel like this conversation really landed on what is possible even though and it's beautiful and um this might be like completely new new territory for you the audience listening or watching this you know Reiki and shamanism and our some of our conversation but the but the depth of the conversation is is finding who you are inside and, and loving that human and creating what is an alignment for you. Um, and just being yourself, all of yourselves. I really love that. All of yourselves, um, talk to all of yourselves and feed all of yourself and love the human, um, that you are in, in all of your, all your, your goodness. Oh my gosh. This is, this is amazing. So as we wrap up, we could talk. Oh my gosh, Lucy, this is amazing. Um, What is one, if we had one, I just, I love how you create joy every day. I love how you realign yourself. Um, and just rethink the curiosity and create the candy store. Like there's so many golden nuggets that you've, you've laid out here for us today. Um, and our audience, I'm so excited. What is one golden nugget that could help Um, our audience, our listeners create joy today, some tool that they could walk away and be like, I can do this. This is simple and effective um, because we really want to create joy for everybody here. And besides what we've already laid out, but if you could elaborate to something that's in your heart.
2: Totally. So the one I'm going to do is the one that I just remembered, I teased you guys with when we first met. I don't know if you remember. (laughs) So I feel like that should be the one. And it is basically a great tool to use in a time of crises or overwhelm or anxiety, depression. Basically, it is um, scientifically proven to bring in a state of relaxation within 30 seconds. So it's one of my favorites. It's called activating your mammalian dive response. And so this is basically putting your face, your forehead, your eyes and your nose, this area in something cold. So you can get a really cold washcloth. If you're brave, you can dip your face in an ice bath but a washcloth should do it. Or if you have like one of those icy gels that you can use, get that area cold. And what it does is it tricks your body into thinking it's suddenly underwater. And the changes that occur automatically in your body as a response are a slowing of your heart rate, slowing of your pulse and an increase of blood flow to your brain. So within 30 seconds, been, it's been shown to, increase cerebral functioning and to bring on that parasympathetic nervous system. So it's a good one to use when, when you're feeling triggered.
1: Oh, I love it. Uh, You just tickle all of my um, somatic toolbox, like fancies because I'm such a body nerd and I've been working with the body for so long. So I freaking love that. That's so amazing. And I honestly, like, I want to go stick my face, in an ice bath right
0: now. That sounds delicious. (laughs) You probably really do for so many reasons since it's 85 degrees in your house right now. Um, Oh my gosh, this is so interesting because my husband and I were just talking about getting an ice bath and he's like, okay, so I've done some research and I really feel like you can just stick your face in ice cold water and it'll do the same thing. And that's so funny. Like two days ago, my husband who is a contractor (laughs) for a living was like, okay, so like I hear it lowers your blood pressure, lowers your heart rate, makes you get focused, makes things go to your brain better. like in his words, you know, I think we don't even need a whole bath. I think we're just going to dip your, your face in cold water. Like you're bobbing for apples and we're going to call it a day. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, so we can make this the new ice challenge, right? <laughs> yes. Dip your face in water. Oh my gosh. Dip your face in ice water. Um, 30 seconds that would be, I, you know, why not? I think it's awesome. And we get to, I just think our world right now, um, it was just why we're here, right? Like, like Marilena said, um, we're here to give options and to really find joy and in every day and create a different way of being and showing up for your family, for yourself, mostly for yourself. But if you take care of yourself and you show up for yourself everybody gets the positivity and the joy and the love from you. Um, and, and this is just so, oh my gosh, I just love this conversation. I really think we need to have coffee like once a week or a month, you know, whatever you have open time for, um, because this has just been a beautiful conversation, Lucy. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, thank you so much. I'm honored that you would say that. And I am so here for it. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Co-creating. I'm just saying beautiful. I don't even know. I feel like I just got this cool, awesome blanket and I'm going to take it with me everywhere. I don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: And if like you guys kid. out there, if you guys out there are interested in learning more about Lucy Bird Hope, make sure you check out her book Daily Alignment. Make sure you check out her website, she, which is oh so beautiful. Um, and and yeah, go check that out. Check it out. She, it's it's really well done. Um, and I, you know, I hope that you've learned something from listening to Lucy. I know that I did, and I'm so grateful that you're here. And I just couldn't couldn't have been more of a blessing to me today. Thank you so much.
2: Well, I received that and thank you. I mean, the honor is all mine. I'm so appreciative that you guys had me and that I get to be a part of this message and uplift with you guys.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lucy. This has been a pleasure. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you guys later. Thank you. you.